Hello and welcome to the I Can Do podcast with Benjamin Lee. We're here to talk about tips and strategies to have an I Can Do mindset. Life is what you put into it. Get the most you can. Here's your host, Benjamin Lee. All right. Hello and welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of I Can Do really excited today we have a new guest on the show coach jesse and we're going to get started here in just a minute but i want to share her bio and uh, this will help you to get get to know her a little bit more and uh, we'll dive into some questions after this so jesse is a boston qualifying runner who's on a journey to complete a marathon in all 50 states uh, which really began to visit to visit friends and travel and since beginning, she's completed 24 marathons in 22 states, along with multiple 5Ks, 10Ks, and half marathons. She has also had her experience as a triathlete, completing many sprint and Olympic distant triathlons, along with a half Ironman. Her motivation has allowed her to self-coach herself to PRs after reading multiple running books before finally deciding to get her running coach certification in 2021, RRCA, to be able to help other runners improve their running and find a thrill as well. Her current PRs are a 19 minute, 32 second 5K, one and a half hours, half marathon, and three hours, 13 minute marathon. That's pretty impressive. Je Jesse's coaching philosophy is to make running fun while working hard to reach our goals. A lot goes into having a good training block, including building up the aerobic base through easy running, but also including speed work and longer runs based on the race distance, goals, and experience. To be a well-rounded runner, she values the importance of also including strength training and mobility work to improve performance and as a way to prehab to help avoid potential injuries. She can relate to having fully scheduled days and limited time to help provide ways to fit running into our lives in an enjoyable way while giving feedback and support throughout training. Not having left the Metro Detroit area of Michigan all of her life, she received her bachelor's and master's degree in, in 2011 and 12 in civil engineering at the University of Michigan and works as a transmission line engineer at a utility company. She's married to a physical therapist who runs his own clinic, a mom of two kids, a boy and a girl, and has a dog who joins her in a lot of her runs. Outside of running, working, and trying to stay on top of the family activities, she likes cozying up to read a book or to watch TV shows, all things Disney, traveling, getting ice cream, and spending time with friends and family. That is a pretty awesome bio. That's a workout right there. Uh, just thinking about everything that you're doing. Excellent job, excellent work. Jesse. welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, uh, thank you for being here. You had posted something on your Instagram page uh, about ask me any questions. So I think this was last week or a couple of weeks ago, and I saw this. Uh, I'm training for a marathon, and so I've been following more people who are running and things like that. So I, I jotted a couple of questions or typed out a couple of questions. And then my last question was, would you like to be on the podcast? And you said yes. So uh, I really appreciate you being on the show. You have done 
so much. And we talked right before I hit the record button. Uh, I asked you if you got your workout in. You're like, yes, you ran five miles this morning. What got you on this journey of running marathons? And I'm really interested in running marathons in every state. How did this happen? Where did this all come from? So I honestly didn't start running until college because uh, I just played soccer and field hockey in high school. Running was punishment, but being in college without <laughs> organized sports, I need something to stay in shape. Uh, I did have a roommate ask me to do the Detroit half marathon one year. So decided to get into it, figuring out training and how good to go about that. But the thing with Detroit is you need a passport because you run into Canada mm. and then come back through the tunnel which is a cool race, but she didn't have her passport updated. So I had to go alone. But after that, I totally enjoyed it. I decided to do the Detroit marathon and that was, I just graduated uh, college and my friends all moved everywhere. So I thought it'd be a perfect opportunity to at least go visit them and tie it along with the marathon. Yeah. I, I like active vacation as it is. I've never been a really good beach goer. Yeah. So started looping in marathons when I was visiting them. <laughs> wow. How how much time did you have to prepare before you did that first one? I took a good seven months for the first one. I mean, okay. I was running, not necessarily marathon focused, but mm. I think it was a good seven months where I'm like, okay, I need to start building more miles mm -hmm. and getting used to that. Did you just kind of figure it out on your own or did you have some kind of, was that when you first started reading books or were you just trying to say, yes. okay, I'm just going to get up every morning and try to improve? I mean, I started with the classic like online, oh, I'll Google a free plan to do it. And I was reading books and trying to figure out what I needed to do, what all was involved with it. There were definitely yeah. a lot of lessons learned with my first one. <laughs> what were some of those better. lessons, if I can ask? Uh, don't eat three apples the day before your marathon. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> Too much fiber. <laughs> that was probably a big one. <laughs> carbs. Always carbs. <laughs> and oh, that required three awesome. bathroom stops in the first one. So <laughs> there's tips for your first one as well. Yes. Thank you for that. I will not eat three apples. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So can I ask, what was your time for your very first marathon? My first one was a 324. Wow. That is amazing. So what year was that then? I did that in 2011. Okay. All right. So it's just been a little bit over a decade. So when did yes. running change for you? You played some sports in college. When did it start changing from like punishment to enjoyment? Was it during that training for the first marathon? Or did it take a couple of go arounds to really say, no, I love this? I'll be honest, it took a couple of cycles. At first, it was more like, well, I need to stay in shape. I don't want to get the freshman 15 when you start college and all that. And then you get down downwards pile like, well, I feel like I should lose some more weight or something. So it was more, I guess, exercise, I guess, in a way, still punishment to stay mm -hmm. in shape. But then after like the first marathon, I'm like, oh, like, I feel like I could do better. Like, what things can I prove? And then you have like, then you start getting into goals when you're Realized like, okay, this was fun. I didn't die on my first one, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it soon became more fun once I actually learned more of the science and better ways to do it. Because mm -hmm. that first one did hurt a lot, mm -hmm. but <laughs> did you hit no. the wall in that first one? I did, and it took a lot of mental strength to push yeah. through. So I hope no. you have a good mantra 
I recommend yes. that. Like, yeah, I need that. And what feeling, was... I think I could have done better with feeling. I think feeling would have also made a bigger difference. So let me ask you a couple of questions about that. What, what Mal did, uh, explain what hitting the wall is and then when did you hit it and, and what was your mantra? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So hitting the wall is when like your body is just depleted of like your glycogen because usually you can carry about like 2,000 calories of energy like for getting the beginning of the run like say you don't fuel. So usually they say the wall can be hit around mile 18 to 22 because that's usually so if you don't take anything during your run like then you're completely depleted. You don't have really the energy to keep going. Uh, so but if you're not feeling yourself well enough like early and often to keep up on that that's when you can hit the wall or obviously mental or whether your body starts mm -hmm. aching can be an issue, especially if it's hot and you don't take electrolytes or, as well. Like you need the sodium for the muscles. So there's a lot of factors that can go into hitting the wall, but mine was definitely under fueling for the race uh, for that. And so mm. mine was actually right around mile 20 mm. and just in my head, uh, I had a soccer coach, uh, back in high school and who just always would yell at us to push it. She'd make us do like speed work for running and a lot of punishment and sprints. And I just pictured her yelling at me <laughs> during this race to push it. I'm like, I, I got to get this done. All right. I'm going to have to keep running. I need to finish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I got it done. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. That's something I'm trying to figure out too, Jesse, with, um, you know, I, I ran cross country in high school. So the fastest three mile that I had was 1806. And I, oh, I wish man, I knew more. I don't, and I look back and I'm like, I wish I could run that today. Like if I could run that today, like I was disappointed with that. I think uh -huh. a little bit, cause I could never break, I could, I could never break 18. And there were freshmen who were running sub 15 three mile wow. races. And I was like, this is unbelievable. Is yeah, I know. Like, where is this coming from? But I didn't really understand a lot about nutrition and fueling. I, I was always nervous before I ran. And then I it, it caused me to go to the bathroom. This may be too much information, but I was always nervous. And so it's just something like that. So even now, like if I'm lifting weights, I'll have a, I'll have a protein shake or something like that. Um, just with protein and no carbs, but I think I still have that mentality when I'm running, you know, I like to run like on a, on an empty stomach, which is still challenging too, as, as the, the distances, you know, get further and further out. So that's something I've been trying to figure out and, you know, nail down and, you know, I'm, I'm running in my neighborhood for the most part, and I'm, I'm still coming back for bathroom breaks. And I'm just trying to figure out how, how to time all of this. Did you get coaching after like that first one or how did you keep growing or decreasing your time? You started with a 324, you're down to a 313. Walk us through that process. So I didn't honestly get a coach until 2022. So like over a year ago at this point, yeah. uh, obviously COVID and having kids, it kind of stalled things. But I just yeah. started reading a lot of books, uh, doing my own research and I, I've always loved putting training plans together. So I would like 
pick and choose. I'm like, oh, I think this will be beneficial. Maybe if I do a bit more speed work, because all at the beginning, we're just like same pace runs kind of thing. I'm just, all right, go out quickly, get this done. My plan says four miles. I'm going to run those Mm -hmm. four miles out or my long run, just go do 15 miles. So there really wasn't any structure within the runs. So as soon Mm -hmm. as I did more research and felt like I could handle maybe some speed work or speed work in my long runs, I started dabbling in what I could do and making changes to the training. Uh, But with that, I think sometimes it was too much and I would end up injured. So it was a fine balance Mm. between what my body could handle or what I wanted to do. So that was also a lot of learning. But yeah, I, so 2022, I finally got a coach like after COVID and kids, I wasn't at times that I wanted it. It took me a lot longer to come back to my paces after kids. And I was just Mm. plateaued. I was like, something has to change. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So that's when I actually got a coach. I think that helped having someone else looking in at my training. Mm Because you can get particular on yours and maybe slack Mm -hmm. or something like, oh, I'm not Mm -hmm. feeling this today. I can just push it off. But Mm -hmm. when you have someone else like checking your workouts, (laughs) asking how things are going, then you're a bit more dedicated to get your work done. I, I do feel like that made a difference once I finally got my own coach. So yeah, yeah. So there's something about I, I certainly believe in the power of coaching as well. Having some kind of accountability, um, you know, just uh, checking in and getting that constant feedback. And that that's really what coaching is all about bridging the gap or narrowing that gap to, to, to get to the goals uh, that we've set up even faster. Talk to me a little bit about and to the audience. Um, You've shared how you got into to running. You've done different distances. What's the furthest that you've run so far in your life? So far, it's just the marathon. The marathon. Don't get me wrong. I've thought about an ultra, <laughs> but I feel like that's a whole different level of <laughs> crazy and mileage and time. Maybe one day. But yeah. I feel like I got to knock off all these states before I can <laughs> so you take like... the time to sit back and do an ultra. <laughs> yeah. So you said you like setting everything up with races and things like that. So has it taken you, if you started running like in 2011, saying you 12 years to hit 22 states, is that right? Yes. What's, so, do you have a goal for how long you want to uh, allow this to uh, take place before you hit all 50 states? I mean, originally I wanted to finish by age 50, so I'm 34 right now. Okay. So I need I need oh, to pick so you up got plenty of time. No, you <laughs> right. got plenty of time. So I'm I'm hoping to get back on a schedule of doing at least two a year. I mean, for a while I was probably doing too many marathons in one year, but I'm hoping to get back at least on that schedule and I can yeah crank out the rest. How many? What's the most you've done in one year? I did five wow. marathons in one year. Wow! So <laughs> uh, now, how did that happen? And what was the you know, how did your body react and did you get burned out? Walk us through all of that. I did. It it was a lot. I feel like the beginning of the year, I, I felt fine. I think I had like a January, then a June marathon that year. So those felt great. Like they were good. It was also a year, I think I was training for a half Ironman. So that summer was focusing on that. And then by the fall, I was racing a marathon what was it September? Then I think I paced Detroit that year. Mm. And then I had New York city that I qualified for and had that race. And honestly, by the time I got to New York, I was burnt out. 
there were other life stresses. I was like, I, I was done. And I, I honestly <laughs> took like my first running break was that wasn't mm. like injury related, but mm. I needed it just mentally. It was too much. So I've, I've learned my limit for sure. <laughs> how long was that? that? How long was that break after that one in New York? I took a couple, it wasn't until I think maybe Christmas. I felt like I'm like, I should run on Christmas. But, so I, I took a couple months off because New York, the beginning of November. So mm-hmm. I took a couple months off, which was needed. So you were still, you didn't completely stop running. It was just the the distance or did you just say, no, I'm just taking running I, off for the I next took, couple of months? Yeah, I completely stopped running for mm. like a couple of months. I mean, I still, we had a dog, so I still walked the dog and lifted yeah. weights or maybe yeah. rode a bike. I'm still active in other ways, just not running. <laughs> well, I think this is a good segue too into the the mental, I guess, challenge. One thought just hearing you speak, Jesse, is why is the marathon like your go-to race? Is it because it gives you just enough challenge with the distance? Or, you know, why not do half marathons where you could do twice as many, you know, in a year? I have thought about that. I always feel like I'm in shape for a half that I could easily crank those out. But I like the challenge. I think I like the grind of the marathon training, even though it is a lot. I And it mm-hmm. takes away weekends, like the long runs. But once I'm like done with the marathon, I'm like, oh, I do like the grind. I like the routine. I like the mile, mileage that I'm putting in. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, it is, it is mental. I like the push. I still so somebody, want to improve. So I'm not where I'm at in the marathon. I got to keep going. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I like that. So someone may be listening to this, maybe thinking, what, what are you doing? <laughs> like you're taking all your weekends away. Uh, Michigan football is actually really good the last couple of years. So you have, you know, you're missing out potentially on that or family stuff. What would you tell someone about the importance of the grind or the mental challenge that we need to create in our lives? I think if you can structure your days to fit in what you enjoy and what's important to you. So yes, running is important to me. Being there for my kids. We do have season football tickets, so (laughs) (laughs) that needs to fit in as well. My husband goes to more than I do, but (laughs) that is important. But it does require a lot of juggling and flexibility with my running schedule. So maybe I do my long run on a Friday and I'm up by 4 a.m. to get it done. So I like to be home when my kids are awake, at least during the Mm -hmm. week to get them ready for school Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So there are early mornings. And even on the weekends, I I do try to be back maybe by breakfast time (laughs) Mm -hmm. on the weekend. So for me, I guess I'm sacrificing my early mornings. I do try to get seven hours of sleep, though, at least. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there are things that I give up that I'm not staying up late and spending as much time as I like with my husband so I can get enough sleep mm-hmm. to get up and run. But I do want to spend the time with my kids as well. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of juggling and figuring out what's important to you. And yeah. I know it's just a season because now that I'm not marathon training now, I can obviously spend more time mm. with them. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I like busy. that. Uh, that's <sighs> good too, that, you know, there are different seasons in life and I think there's something important about, you know, challenging ourselves because what you just said, like about the half marathon, you're always in shape for the half. So that, that seems a little bit too easy for you, but the marathon is just enough 
push. And I think there's something that is so important for people to have and to be able to even find. It may not be running. It could be something else. It could be weightlifting or whatever the case may be, but finding mm-hmm. something that kind of pushes us to to those outer limits because it gets really easy, especially like in the fall season now. It's getting cold. You know, you got all the different pumpkin lattes and all the muffins and all those things. <laughs> just kind of say, you know what, I'm just going to kind of sit back and relax and um, kind of take it easy. And then before you know it, you know, you, you're starting all over again. So I, I love that kind of mindset. And we talk a lot about mindset on the podcast as well. That's what I'm learning um, running this marathon. So I've signed up for one December 16th in Irving. It's the Irving Frost Marathon. So one of the things that, that I've seen, Jesse, for me, and, and the, just thinking about this more in life, when I was a junior in high school, I had this English class and I had to, we had to make a journal. And one of the assignments was to write out 25 things you want to do. So I kept that journal. I still have it. And awesome. I don't know when I looked back at it, but I, you know, I was running cross country at the time. So one of the things on the list was break 18 minutes in the 5K. And I was like, oh, six seconds off, run across the United States. Okay. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. But I think Not Forrest Gumping Gump, it, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forrest <laughs> Gump, I think, was out at that time. So this is like 1995. So I was like, yes, I want to run across the United States. But I also had run and finish a marathon. Okay. But but I never did it. And so kind of looking back, I was I've seen I've noticed these patterns in my life about with these lists. And so I'm like, I, I need to do this. I'm forty five and we've had some health issues in our family with um our moms and things like that. And I was like, you know, life is short. And it is hard just thinking about twenty six point two. I was on uh, Instagram and somebody had made some video of the Chicago marathon and just showing the, the, the route of it. And it's like, that looks like it's, t- it's going to take forever. So there's something mental about that. That's been one of the biggest things that I've seen for myself, just the mental challenge. There's something good about what are you made of? Can I do a little bit more like what your coach was yelling at you back in your soccer days, keep going, <laughs> keep pushing. And a lot of times that's scary to do, but there's so many rewards on the other side. Oh, definitely. I think you're going to do great. Yeah. Well, I it's appreciate mental it. Strength. I feel like it's a lot of mental strength and it is. only part of it's physical. You can yeah. do the physical part, I feel like. Yeah, I appreciate that. Talk to us a little bit about your systems. Um, by that, I mean, you're waking up early if you need to at 4 a.m. You know, what other systems do you have in place to be at your most optimal um, that that's helping you to you know, complete 24 marathons and 5Ks and 10Ks and triathletes. What other systems can you share with the audience or tips or strategies um, that can help people who are looking to do the same? I do like a routine. I think that's that's been big for me. Uh, so, yeah, I have my clothes laid out. I, I run in the morning because that's the only time that I have to run. Uh, so put that in your schedule. But yeah, I have my clothes laid out. So as soon as my alarm goes off, I can get up, put my clothes on, go run, do my strength training real quick. And and I, I food prep things like for the day. So I quickly have breakfast ready, lunch ready, and even for the kids, their lunch is ready. So I feel like I have a too much of a go, go, go mentality that so I can just quickly <laughs> grab things and keep going, move on to like the next activity, get the kids up. Uh, 
and we like to keep them active and maybe we're in too many sports for them as well. But then it's just preparing like in the evenings for the next day and yeah, just keeping a schedule. I feel like having it more like routine and more of a habit has helped more. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm not saying every day I'm motivated to go run. Maybe the weather is not looking good, but just once you have like a habit, you're like, Oh, I know I feel better when I do this in the morning and have it done and out of the way. Like I, I like lists as well. So if I can check something off, <laughs> we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's something about habits. I don't know if you've read the book atomic habits. I know it's a, I did actually. yeah, it's a popular book and there's something about habits and routines. And sometimes I think people may look at certain habits and say, well, you know, this is kind of boring or there's not a lot of spontaneity or whatever, but you know, if we just keep stacking on top of those habits, it is pretty amazing what can be accomplished. And our minds can play a lot of tricks on us about, no, don't worry about this. Just kind of live in the moment. And there's certainly, there's certainly moments to do that, but, but you do have to create these habits. Cause if you're wait, if you're running at four, are you getting up then like at three o'clock or what? Three thirty or what? Uh, so I have a thing where I'm like, I don't want to wake up before 4 a.m. I set my alarm for 4.02, oh, okay. but I can usually be ready in like 15, 20 minutes to be out the door gotcha. by then. Like I'll, I'll eat some graham crackers real quick and head on yeah. out yeah. Uh, for my run. So Very cool. Talk to us a little bit about adversity. Um, if I remember correctly uh, on your Instagram uh, page, you were scheduled to do the Minneapolis Marathon. Have you run there before in Minneapolis? Was that going to be another state you're going to check off? That was off? going to be another state. Yeah, I was going to get um, to check that off. So, <laughs> Tell the audience what happened with the race and where are you currently mentally with what happened and you know, handling that adversity? So this was on October 1st. I was supposed to run the Twin Cities Marathon. So it was going from Minneapolis to St. Paul's, a point-to-point marathon and so the week before so in september they sent out an email like oh the weather's going to be hot we're going to keep an eye on this uh so yeah the start of the race the marathon starts at 8 a.m and they also do a 10 mile that starts at 7 a.m so i think at 8 a.m it was going to be high 60s for the race which is uncomfortable but could still be done uh so during the week they they were very open with communication they're like oh it's weather's still looking hot they actually made it like a red flag so like don't run if you feel like you can't it just just a warning kind of thing so i feel like we got that early in the week so they were fully aware of the weather uh so i flew out on friday to go to the race uh, got a hotel rental car for the weekend um, and so there, there's still communication like, yeah, we think the race will still go on, go to the expo. That's where you like pick up your bib and new shirt or, and spend a bunch of money on any other running <laughs> finale that you need. Mm -hmm. So got that all checked off, even like drove the course and Saturday they're still saying, yeah, we think it will go on, but we get like an evening email. They're like, oh, we'll let you know. Well, I think at 830, they p.m. They were like, okay, we'll let you know at 8.30 p.m. if the race will still go on. And at 8.30, they said, yeah, we think it's still go on. We'll send an email in the morning just to be sure. So come, I was already asleep at this point, to be honest. So I didn't even see this until I woke up at like 5.15 a.m. the next day. So I see this. I'm like, oh, shoot. Well, 
by 15, I'm like, well, I should normally be eating right now. Should I be eating, like getting ready? Like, so I, I got ready as normal. So I don't want to be behind on my fueling schedule for the day. And come 5.30 a.m., they announced that the race is canceled. So I, I, was, I was pretty upset, disappointed at most of the day, I'll be honest. I'm like, well, what's the point? Do I even go to the start? Because I did go outside just to figure out, and there are other runners like, well, and we're all obviously talking like, well, don't go to the buses. They thought I was going to get a ride to the start of the race. Cause I was near the finish. Like we can't go. They closed down transportation. Uh, so at this point I was like, well, I might as see if I can get a flight home early. Cause what am I going to, what am I going to do? There's like, I'm already away from my family. Uh, my mom did come with me on this trip. So I guess in a way, like we did have an enjoyable weekend in Minneapolis, but without the race, I just kind of felt like it was pointless. Uh, just, we were like, luckily able to fly home and get a flight. Uh, Cause like, the concern was with the race, it was going to be like mid eighties by the time it finished, which is obviously a concern and rough conditions to run in, but they were already preparing saying that they're going to have extra water tables. And I was ready to prepare with electrolytes. So if runners were smart, we could have prepared ahead or even I felt we could have started the race earlier with the 10 milers or something Mm -hmm. so we weren't running as late in the day but so it took a while and I got home and my husband let me go for a run I'm like I need to do something like I was supposed to run today like I was still upset uh I'm supposed to be like hot and sweaty and gross right now I don't feel any of that (laughs) Uh, so he let me go run and I will be honest it was probably high 70s a friend ran with me and it was warm not that I was prepared, like I would have prepared as well for this afternoon run. So I, I was like, well, maybe it might not have been good if I did run this marathon in the heat. I, I really don't do well running in the heat. So I'm impressed mm. with your Texas training in the yeah. <laughs> heat for your marathon. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it, it took me a good 24 hours to be like, well, this, I think it was more like, okay, well, I just wasted all this time and money, this whole training cycle. Like I felt really good. I already accepted the fact that it wouldn't be a fast race just because of the heat. I was going to adapt. I wasn't going to try to go for my A goal anymore. But I kind of had to accept it. I knew my October was busy. I wasn't going to try to force another race into my schedule. So I just know I can build upon this for my next one. Yeah. (laughs) It took some time, but Mm -hmm. it was all meant to be for a reason. Yeah. Well, I think running is such a great you know, a metaphor, I guess, for life at times, you know, there's setbacks, sometimes things will go fast, sometimes, sometimes things will go slow, there's disappointments with that. There's such a big investment just listening to you too, in any race. And that that's something I'm trying to wrap my mind around. I mean, there's preparation, there's months of preparation, there's airline, there's travel, there's hotel, there's sleep, there's family sacrifice. And so, you know, for that, just boom, you know, you're not going to do it. Yeah, that, that hurts. Um, and so, but you feel like you've kind of moved past it and kind of resolved it and are just kind of moving forward. I think so. And Twin Cities Marathon have even sent out an email that they'll mail us on medals, but I'm like, I didn't do it though. I don't want, (laughs) I don't want the medal if I didn't do it. So Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I did a quick like search if there were other marathons I could hit up for States, but I just, yeah, it's just time away from the family at this point. Like the rest yeah. of this fall is very busy than holidays. So yeah, sometimes you got to cut your losses and yeah, 
I have plans for next year. (laughs) Well, that's good. Yeah. Sometimes you got to cut your losses. That's a good mindset. And and there's going to be days like that for sure. I want to hear more about your plans for next year. But first, I think I heard you say you you had an A goal um, for that race. Yeah. Do you have multiple goals, so an A goal or a B goal? Talk us, uh, talk to us about that a little bit. I do. So I usually have an A goal, and I do work with my coach on this. We do like a race strategy to work through it. So we usually have like an A goal for like if everything goes well, like where your fitness is at, this is what we think we can do. Mm-hmm. So we obviously do a pacing for that. Uh, then I usually have a B goal, like if I'm not quite feeling, because sometimes like, marathons don't go as planned like maybe travel tiredness or didn't feel as well or didn't sleep well we might go step down a little bit slower for a b goal if things aren't feeling right I like usually decide around like the half marathon point like if i can push it more or if we're just we're just gonna hold <laughs> kind of thing uh for a b goal and then we like to have like a c goal more for like gratitude like you're healthy you're at the race like just have fun. Mm. Sometimes not every race is going to be a PR race, whether it's the course conditions, the weather. Sometimes you, you just have to accept like, this is fun. You you're healthy mm-hmm. enough to do this. So I like also having that and just like the reality of running. That I love <laughs> that. I had not thought of something like that. An A goal, B goal, C goal. If you hit all three of them, that's that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. but even if you don't hit all three, you're still essentially setting yourself up to win or in some shape or form. I love that. I never thought about that. I need to do that. So for me, I'll tell you this: I'm not trying to go after. Well, I guess any whatever my time is, it you're going to PR. PR exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it will be my PR. Yeah. So exactly. I'm already I'm, I'm already winning. Uh-huh. And, um, <laughs> Now, one of my challenges, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit. Uh, Yeah, here. So I didn't really start. I started back in August. So I loved running in high school and even in college. I went to the University of Illinois. So I I remember running on the quad sometimes at night back then. You know, we had the the Walkman on and uh, it was was just so much fun. There's always something enjoyable with running. Uh, I can remember when I, I think I was in high school and Mich- the first Mission Impossible had come out with Tom Cruise and I had bought the cassette tape, you know, just with the music. Oh, and yeah. I would run, I'd run to one <laughs> of the schools in the neighborhood. Uh, so it's always been something enjoyable for me. The last couple of years, I, I definitely have shifted away from from running. I started doing a lot more walking and things like that. But a buddy of mine, we said, okay, let's set up a challenge. We'll run two miles every day, you know, for, for a month. And I said, okay, so we did that. So that really got me back into it. And then I was just thinking about life. Saw one of those lists that I had made. I was like, I, I got to do this. And so, you know, went to the website to sign up for the marathon, found a novice plan online. Um, so I've, I've just been following that. I have done a couple of um, half marathons. So for me though, one of the challenges I have had here, and I have, I have, I, I try to run in the morning because it has, it's been really hot in Texas this past summer, but like, if I'll do like a, like a 10 mile run, I've done, uh, I did a half marathon last week as part of the training 13.1. Some mm-hmm. of these runs, you know, I'm dropping like 10 pounds, like before and after. So, you know, I use none, uh, in UUN for hydration. Yeah. I've been using, um, 
body armor and things like that. But that's been one of the biggest challenges. I was actually thinking too, and I don't know if people do this, but I, I'm just so, I am drenched like head to toe. And I'm like, how am I supposed to do this for 26 miles? You know, I'm just, I'm soggy and all wet, you know, so I'll come home and change shirts, but I'll go through like two or three. Do people, are people, can you change clothes like during a, a race? And, you know, what tips or strategies do you have for um, hydrating and things like that? I mean, if you would like to step off to the side, you are welcome to change your clothes. Just make sure your bib is attached on your new clothes, however you want to switch it. I can't say I've seen that. I've seen people shed clothes, though. But Yeah, yeah. <laughs> feel free to change if you want. Um, but yeah, for fueling, I like to carry a handheld with me. Uh, I have done a hydration vest before, but I felt like I, tr I train with a hydration vest just because, yes, it's hot. Our summer was warm too but i don't know if all races do allow that i haven't looked at irving's um marathon site but at least then you you'll have it all on you but i like to carry a handheld because i tend to take gels every like 30 minutes or mm. at least every 30 minutes so most of my gels like i need to take water or something with them uh, unless you're taking like a martin gel or you can you don't necessarily need hydration but but uh so when i take my gel there's not necessarily an aid station when I take my gel at 30 minutes, so I use my handheld to uh, take it with my gel. But then I grab water or if there's a Gatorade at like every aid station to try to stay hydrated and take something mm -hmm. in, uh, especially if it's warm. You want to be hydrating and feeling early and often. Mm -hmm. I have learned that I carry like a like a smoothie straw <laughs> with me. So it's mm -hmm. easier to drink out of the cups because I feel like I just spill them on me at this point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I still haven't quite mastered that. <laughs> but the straw has been working. I like that idea. That's good. Yeah. That's something I want to try to do too. Where So I'm running and walking, um, you know, because right now I'm just trying to get the mental component down. Oh, yeah. It's um, a long distance. <laughs> it is a long distance. And I, 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 you know, I see different things on Instagram. What are your thoughts with running and walking? Is that something you do or is part of your part of your goals to, to run all the, all the way through? So from the start, I've had a goal like, to run the whole way through. Uh, I feel like recently with warm races, I've found that I've had to walk water stations, mm -hmm. which I, I think is fine. Uh, I have athletes that do run walk. I have, I am all for it. However, we can find like an interval that works for you. Like you're still completing the distance. You are putting that time on your feet and mm -hmm. I'm, I can still consider, even if you're walking, you're still a runner you're getting this done. I'm not opposed to that. I obviously put my own like mental like pushes on myself, but yes, I, I've, I've even walked races or had to, walk on hills kind of thing if it's too much but sometimes even the change in pace I find is beneficial to keep going because I found like even on flat races like your legs just get tired if it's flat you don't even have any elevation changes to change paces like mm. even stopping to walk or if you do like a quick stride like or a sprint kind of thing just changing the paces can help you keep going with running Mm -hmm. I found so. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So this one that I'm going to do, Lord willing, is uh, it's a flat course. Um, I just had a question I was going to ask you, and I totally <laughs> it just totally totally left it. I do have another question. Um, how do you run? Do you run with music, without music, and thoughts on that? So I like listening to music. I I, I saw someone on YouTube talking about this, or some podcast. And I said, you know what, I'm going to try not listening to music. That's how, I mean, going back to 
Mission Impossible when I was in high school. I'm listening to Mission Impossible sprinting down the street. Uh, it, it's a different kind of challenge with no music. I, I definitely have noticed that. What's your philosophy on that? So I do not race with music. I do not mm. race with anything. I, I am in my head. I am focused. Uh, when I yeah. started running, I did listen to music. And then I just went a very long time with listening to nothing. Now for like easy runs, I'll do like a podcast or an audio book. Because like you, you, I know you like reading. That's like mm-hmm. the only time I have time to read now is like mm-hmm. if I listen to it, I don't have time to sit like I used to. But so I'll do that on easy runs, but I, I make sure on my long runs or speed work days, like I don't listen to anything so I can focus. Like how, how am I breathing? How am I feeling mm. during this? Uh, practicing, pushing through any pain that I'm feeling like for long runs kind of thing. So I just want to be in the zone. And plus with races, you kind of want to hear the atmosphere. If there's like cheering and spectators, like be in the moment and then you get lost in your head kind of like pushing through for races. So yeah, yeah, races I do not listen to anything. I have made the mistake once I did try try music. It was like one of my first races back after COVID. I'm like, "You know what? I'll try music." And either I'm not good at putting playlists together, but the songs <laughs> were not at the right spot in the race and it just did not help me. I'm like, "Well, this this did not work." <laughs> so I think I now, needed Mission Impossible on there. That might have helped. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I I think I need to bring that back. I haven't listened to it in a long time. Do you do you carry your phone then, like when you race, like you know? I do carry my phone in okay. hope that anyone cares to track me or something. <laughs> yeah. But uh, nice. just and if I do have any friends with me, like I can find them after. I don't know. I have this fear I'm going to get lost or something because I'm like traveling to places I don't live obviously it's yeah. one thing if i'm gonna go do detroit marathon that's right here but i need like google i get lost so i need to know where to go after so i, I do carry my phone gotcha with me. gotcha so you're a coach i like what your coach told you know set up for you the different goals a b c you're not listening to music you want to be in you want to be in your thoughts feel your body what's going on you, you mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, you know, hopefully you have a mantra. What other tips or strategy are you sharing with your clients? And what can you share with us, like with the mental side of training? So you can get a schedule, you can have everything laid out, but the mental component, the mental games, whatever you want to call it, silencing the mind at times, there's so many thoughts that flow through. Some are good, some are bad. How are you? I guess, kind of helping your clients or navigating them? And what can you share to the audience with the mental side of training? Sure, I can definitely share about the mental side. So I like to have like variety in our training. So like we're going to have our easy runs, we're going to recover. So those those can be fun, lighthearted kind of thing. But I do like to have some like workouts where we'll do some goal pace work, and even put some in our long run sometimes if we do have a time goal, like if we're just to finish, like I want us to <laughs> get used to time on our feet kind of thing. But I like to have us kind of reflect back on our training. Like when I go over like my race strategy calls, like, oh, mm. let's talk about this long run. Like, look how long you were at pace work and trying to talk through it. Like, I know you can do this. Because even when I do like race planning, I kind of like to start us off a bit at an easier pace more comfortable before we actually get into goal pace. So it's kind of like we're warming up into the race. And 
plus the fact before the race, you're like you're carb loading, you're you're putting less miles on your feet, like that week leading week or two or three. I usually have a three week taper, but leading into the race, so your legs are going to be more fresh. So just building on that, because even during like your long training runs, usually you have like the cumulative fatigue, like because you're running more days during the week, you're running back to back days or something. So your legs are tired when you're doing those long runs, but during the race, like your legs should feel fresh. So that's mm. going to be completely different. Cause I know some of my athletes and sometimes even myself, I was like, how am I going to hit those paces kind of thing when I'm so used to doing like easy runs, but just looking back on what you've done that training cycle and all the miles that you put in. And now like the race is the celebration you get to mm. show off all that hard work and just know you can do it. And like, just have the confidence, like respect the training that you had and that'll help push through that you can do this. You train for this mm-hmm. and just do your best and have fun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of thing. But yeah, no, I like that. The idea of the race itself being the, the celebration and respecting what you've done. That's, that's great. It is a lot of time. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of energy um, to, to just do it. So the day before a race, Jesse, I guess since you're traveling to different states, you're already there at the race location the day before. Um, I try to be, yes. Yeah. You try to be. <laughs> What's your walk? Us th- what does that look like the day before? Um, with eating, with with your mindset, with relaxing, um, how, what are you doing leading up to that to the day of celebration? Yes. Uh, Lately, I feel like as I'm getting older, I need like an extra day of travel <laughs> before the race. But I don't know, back like in my 20s, I could just day before go run and go home. But yeah, wow. I definitely pack all of my food. It's a lot of bagels or sandwiches, mm. uh, carb snacks. I just make sure to have all of my food ready because on the plane so you can be eating and hydrating for sure. So yeah, I usually mm. fly out, have everything in my backpack or whatever all my race clothes just so I know I'm ready I have my shoes uh food and I like to get in at least early so I can go to the expo and then hopefully chill for the rest of the day and I like to Mm -hmm. find a nice I I like pizza for my pre-race food yeah (laughs) (laughs) I like to find a good restaurant for pizza (laughs) call it an early night and yeah just have my clothes laid out so I'm ready for the early morning I think so it's usually revolved around a lot of food gotcha no that's all good Uh, so you've you basically have figured out I would imagine like the right amount of food right so are you what are you doing like are you eating a large pizza small pizza two slices what does that actually look like (laughs) so I used to calorie count and now I definitely stepped away for that that's like a mental trigger for me but I just try to have like more so like Every meal is going to have a carb. I'm sure I have like a bagel egg sandwich in the morning. I'll have like a PB&J bagel sandwich later. Mm. My snacks are pretty much just carbs. Uh, and I mean, I still try to like listen to hunger kind of thing as well. Uh, mm. I don't want to be overly stuffed. I mean, don't get me wrong. I can eat three, four pizza <laughs> slices if I want, but I also want to sleep well the next day. So I usually limit to two or three. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, okay. But yeah, I still try to go to hunger, but want to be full and satisfied. And I try to do it early enough that I can like still go to bed and let it digest for 
right. more food in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very nice. Caffeine, you drink or consume caffeine? I don't actually. I do not drink mm. coffee or caffeine. Nice. I feel like I should start, though. At this point, I'm like, <laughs> days are getting has that, long. <laughs> has that always been the case, or was that a conscious decision at some point, or what? I've, I mean... I don't know who actually likes coffee, but I've just never liked it. I don't like the smell. So I'm like, well, it's not really worth it. Like if I had to put a ton of sugar in it anyway to make it taste good, yeah. I just can't do it. So I was like, a, I don't need another appliance in my house. Gotcha. What would you say to the person listening who is debating or maybe even scared of the just the idea of running, much less a marathon? Um, what What thoughts or recommendations would you have for them? I think you just have to want to get started. Like if you want to make a change, I know it's all like personal. It's very hard to motivate someone else to do something, but obviously there's a season, nice season for running. Sometimes summer is too hot. Maybe winter is too cold. Just find a time or a schedule that can work for you to get out. Just have a good pair of running shoes. I just feel like it's just so easy to get out for a run. All you need is a good pair of shoes, some comfortable clothes and, you can go and there's just so many people outside. I, like I live in a subdivision and it's just nice seeing mm -hmm. people out there. Mm -hmm. Maybe I just feel like runners are just such nice people or something, mm -hmm. but I just mm -hmm. feel like there's always someone you can run with or willing to get out. And it, it can be good like team and like socializing yeah. too. I like to run with friends in the neighborhood. It, it's a good way to get together. I feel like and still be active mm -hmm. in a way. So whatever's going to motivate you to get out, to get started, grab a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Very cool. You said you love all things Disney. Um, obviously you can see I'm a big Marvel fan. I do see uh, that. Uh, Iron Man fan. Uh, what's your uh, favorite uh, Disney show or character where you said all things Disney? Ooh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just love going to Disney world. My honeymoon was the dopey challenge where you run like a 5k, a 10k, <laughs> half and a oh, full. Really? Oh, that is sweet. Yes. yes. Uh, my husband did the half with me. He's like, I will not get up early for the other ones for you. <laughs> but uh, let's so see. Wait, was, that, was that four days in a row then? Or what, yes. Like, oh, that yes. is so cool. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> it's very cool. <laughs> um, I'm a huge Mickey Mouse fan. He's still, he's my favorite. Yeah. I still want him to call me so I can come work with him. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but favorite show? Uh I like Lion King still. I'm a yeah. Little Mermaid fan as well, so those nice. are always good. The classics. Nice. Yeah. I, mean, I do like the new ones. My kids obviously like Frozen and mm -hmm. <laughs> the mm -hmm. new stuff, but no, yeah. I like the classics still. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I got into Iron Man because I, um, I have a heart condition, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, and I had to get mm -hmm. a defibrillator in 2010. So I was 30 when I got the defibrillator. So... I don't think I was watching Marvel at that time. I never really grew up with comic books, uh, but Iron Man and Iron Man 2 came out. And that's really where I can do came from the the acronym for the devices, ICD. So oh, I had to I like try that. to figure out, yeah, I had to figure out, you know, how do I wrap my mind around having a piece of metal? I'm on my second device right now. So, so Tony Stark, you know, I don't have a billion dollars. Uh, all the technology. Uh, I'm married to one woman, uh, unlike him with a lot of different people, but, uh, but I like the idea, you know, he had that piece of metal in his chest and, uh, so that I, I kind of have that connection, but, um, 
so I, I started really getting into Marvel, I guess, um, I guess around that time or a couple of years after and it's, uh, it's kept on growing. So that's, uh, oh, I love hearing that story and look yeah. at you, you're going to run a marathon. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm very happy for you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, I've been listening to audible, just a couple more questions. We'll wrap up any uh -huh. book recommendations that you have audible, regular books, whatever it may be. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm a huge Colleen Hoover fan. I love her, mm. love her books. It might be too romantic. I mean, she has some nice, like she has some good ones, but my favorite one of hers this year was heart bones that I read. Mm. Uh, so that was a good one. Okay. Uh, I really liked the winners. It's uh, by Frederick Backman. So it's like kind of a hockey in bear town. It's a series. So that was a good one this year. Mm. And I guess for running like autobiographies, I'm a huge Des Linden fans so she's now a master she just got the master's world record in chicago this past weekend but her book came out this year choosing to run uh so i'm a big fan of hers i've gotten to meet nice. her once i was very excited. oh really <laughs> but, very cool yeah but uh yeah those are some good ones and i do like murder mysteries as well so a good girl's guide to murder by holly jackson was a good one <laughs> but some of them i feel like cause when i'm reading those when i'm running in the dark i'm like oh my god something's around me <laughs> i might need to save those for different days but <laughs> yeah yeah those, those are afternoon books that's exactly oh, yes. right well yes. you, you know you do run in the dark um what's your protocol i mean do you have fears with that um you know so i that? run with my dogs so i think that does help me okay. feel a bit more comfortable that no one's gonna jump me with the dog or anything but um yeah. i do have like a light up vest and my dog actually has a light up vest too when we run. So we're seeing at least for cars and whatnot, but Good. I mean, I try yeah. to say where things are lit once we're out of the sub and where mm -hmm. I feel comfortable mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. 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 I know there's a lot of different things, you know, with that. I typically try to run when it's light outside, but, but you got to do what you got to do, especially with the time frame and things like that. Do you train on the, you train on a treadmill at all? The weather has to be terrible, icy condition for me to be on the treadmill. We have one in the basement, but yeah, I prefer to be outside. <laughs> I will do whatever I can to be outside. Layers, yeah. hat, rain jacket. <laughs> yeah. But. One last question. Um, what's your relationship with the scale? I'm asking this question because I, so I'm, I'm in the process of losing weight. So I'm kind of looking mm -hmm. at September, October, November. Uh, I want to get this first marathon and I went to your website with coaching and I know you're not helping clients with that, like with weight loss, but more with fueling and things like that. What's your personal relationship with the scale? Are you getting on the scale? How often do you get on the scale? Um, you know, when you carb load, obviously that's going to hold some more water and stuff in. Yeah. Walk us through that here real quickly. Uh I have like a love hate relationship with the scale. I think I was too obsessed with it when I did start running because when I started, I did want to lose weight. Uh, I felt like during college, just all this food, you were eating too much. But so, yeah, starting off, I was like obsessed with the scale. I needed to lose weight and I did lose a lot. And I think that caused issues with like underfueling and mm -hmm. uh, injuries. So once I worked through that, um, I'll be honest, I do still weigh every day, but I don't let the number like define me really anymore. Uh, it's more like, okay, I would just want to maintain kind of thing and make sure I'm not 
gaining too much because obviously you need to eat a lot when you're training for a marathon in order to have your body able to mm-hmm. and get through that. Um, I don't track calories or anything anymore, just eat to hunger. But I have the scale just to make sure I'm not getting too much kind of thing, just more for awareness. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just listening to my body mm-hmm. too kind of thing. So I've, I've definitely learned with like feeling better. I feel better with running. Um, my weight does fluctuate depending on where we're at and training kind of thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's where I'm at with yeah. the scale. <laughs> yeah. No, I've been, I've been weighing every day too. Um, I didn't always used to do that, but I had a big sticker shock when I got on the scale January 8th this year. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> it was just, it was just being undisciplined. And especially with this fall season, that's another reason why I'm doing the marathon because I gained 17 pounds last fall and I just, I can't keep doing that and just got, you know, things can just slip out of control really fast. So just something to keep me zoned in, um, with that. So I've started doing it every day for the most part, unless I'm traveling and that's really helped me out. And it's really cool seeing the, like the weekly averages or even just experimenting with what's a water loss that I'm, that I'm, that I'm going through or having, uh, and so that kind of gives you a better, a better idea of what's actually taking place. So, yeah, there's a lot of it can play a lot of tricks with the mind for sure, you know. But just seeing, okay, I can gain two or three pounds or drop two or three pounds, um, you know. So it just kind of puts everything into um, perspective. So people have to figure that out once a week, three times a month. You know, try to find some kind of average to um, just so they know, you know, where they're at. So, yeah. Well, Coach Jesse, this has been an absolute blast. This is the first time we've ever talked. Thank you so much for trusting me to come onto the podcast and to uh, accept my invitation. Um, I've learned a lot from you, and um, love your spirit, love your energy, and um, you're just you're you're crushing it with 24 marathons. So I can't wait to see when you hit all 50. Final thoughts for the audience. No, this was a lot of fun. And I, I, I hope everyone can find something that they can enjoy and what I can do, whatever is, is for them. Not everyone's going to be a runner. Not everyone's going to enjoy uh, Disney things, but what is for them? So I hope everyone can find that kind of joy in their life. And I'm wishing you good luck on your marathon journey. I'll be following Thank along you. and cheering for you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you all for listening. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of I Can Do. Stay strong, keep moving forward, keep that I can do mentality. And if you can, leave me a review and a rating so that this podcast can be heard by as many people as possible and so that others can be encouraged as well. Take care and God bless.